to another episode of, of uh, wow, I forgot the name of our podcast. <laughs> That's not a good way to start this one. Yeah, this is going to be a mess already. Welcome to another episode of TWSS with Zach. And Nicole. <laughs> um, We are having a drink and chat today, so we're it's already... It's been one of those weeks, to be honest, one of those already, weeks. and it's hump day. I'm going to regret that next episode. I'm going to regret that when this episode comes out. (laughs) We're having a a happy hour podcast session. So let's just see what happens. Uh, What's first on the agenda for today? All right. I don't think anyone's going to be surprised by this one. But the first topic of today's discussion is... Obviously, WandaVision's finale. Um, <laughs> oh, I should have been sober for this. I'm, I'm honestly... Okay. I haven't been dreading this talk because... Okay. It's something that's been... Okay, it's something that's been needed to have been said by us. Um, I watched the episode twice. So for those who don't... So for those who follow me on Snapchat... Um... They saw I got up at 5 a.m. I post on my Snapchat story. Wait, you have people who follow your Snapchat? (laughs) (laughs) So I posted on my story. (laughs) It's just our friends. What do you mean? Oh, I thought you you meant like you had random like fans following your Snapchat. I was like, no, we ain't there yet, honey. I was like, what did I miss? (laughs) Okay. No, so. I posted on my story at exactly 5.08 a.m. I cannot speak today. Um, The Marvel intro. And so during that, I had a bunch of people messaging me. Oh, you watch it. You watch it. This is the only episode I've ever woken up at 5 a.m. for. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not going to say I was disappointed. Because I really wasn't. The first time I watched the episode, I kind of just watched it to watch. I was waiting for something. I I wanted that immediate reaction mm-hmm. um i'm gonna go ahead and say I, I'm, I'm happy and i've said this to zach i i'm happy dr strange was not involved in this episode i'm happy that it was centered and focused on wanda and her grief the ending of her grief realizing what she has to give up in order to make the uh, to make everyone else happy like not everyone else happy but to make sure that the citizens were safe and she had to take down that wall in order to move on that was understandable she had to give the people back their lives in order and not just take her not i don't want to say take her own but just not make herself the only happy one because she has vision back and now she has the kids so i enjoyed the episode for it what I wouldn't say there was too much action, but I loved the showdown between White Vision and the um, Vision of Westview. It was something mm-hmm. that I'm, I was happy happened, and it did have Age of Ultron vibes when he was, when Vision faced off with Ultron at that one point of uh, in Sokovia. He's trying to distract Ultron at one point. Um, because that, because Vision was supposed to be the one who was who Ultron initially went into. Anyways, um, I'll give my rating towards the end of it, but I think 
it, it introduced us to who Wanda actually is. Because in other films, every other film she's been in, she's kind of been that background character who kind of gets overshadowed. Like, she is supposed to be genuinely, and I, I will say this with confidence, she is the most powerful Avenger. And her powers have always been overlooked. She never knew what she really was. She, she said it before that she doesn't understand her abilities. And the fact that we get that in this finale, we see her become the full Scarlet Witch. We finally get to call her that, mostly because of the merge between Fox and Sony to Disney, but we also get it because that's finally where we, we finally don't just have to call her Wanda Maximoff. We finally call her the Scarlet Witch. We, we now see that she has the Dark Hold. She has the book that's going to strengthen and expand her abilities and we see that in this and I love the comparison at the end the after credits um I do love the after credits the after credit the first one nods towards Monica Rambeau going to meet Nick Fury which I wouldn't be surprised if she ended up in secret invasion and if she also ended up in if he ends up in Captain Marvel 2 wouldn't be surprised but I'm not I and I will say this right now I'm not theorizing anymore because all my theories went down the drain because of this show um, and the only other, there's so much I can get into with this episode, but I'm trying not to touch up on too much because I just, I want to hear your thoughts now, like quicker. So second after credit, I will say, um, I didn't realize this, but a lot of people are comparing the second after credit with her being conscious with Wanda being conscious and then the Scarlet Witch kind of being the subconscious that's awake. Um, they made a comparison to Doctor Strange where he is not even as powerful as Wanda because he, in Doctor Strange, he is sleeping when his subconscious is working on when he's studying the book. And a lot of people were saying, okay, she beats Doctor Strange in that sense of being powerful because of what she can do. Because she was awake. Which I, 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 I agree completely. I think that... Um, and then my last note will be, I think... Leading into Doctor Strange, I don't want to make too many theories because I'm just, I'm kind of at this point rolling with the punches. I want to see where everything goes. Um, I want to see Doctor Strange too. I want to see just her abilities. I want to see where they lead off with that because it is still his film, even though she's co-starring in it with him. I want to, I want it to be his film, but I also am hoping that it explores where she's been in the past however long it is between Endgame and Doctor Strange 2. Because we know with this one, with WandaVision, it's three weeks after Endgame. With Spider-Man Far From Home, we know it's eight months after. So for me, it's all about learning where Doctor Strange 2, how long that timeline is between Endgame and that. Who knows? It could be maybe five months. It could be four months. And then we see maybe like it's been a year. I don't know. Um, overall rating for the episode, I would say it's a seven out of ten for me. Maybe seven and a half. Um, it didn't feel inconclusive. I mean, it did not feel conclusive. It felt very like there's so many open ends there. There's so there's a lot for um, White Vision to see where he comes back into play in the future. Um, Agatha Harkness. I definitely believe that they'll bring her back. I don't think it'll be Doctor Strange too, but I definitely think it'll be sometime after that. I think it'll be. A different future project in the upcoming couple years. Um, I couldn't tell you which project. I don't know. But I definitely don't think we've seen the last of the boys. I think they'll pop up back. They'll pop back up maybe 
Young Avengers or Captain Marvel 2 sometime. I don't know. There, there's so much more I want to say about the episode, but I don't want to take up like 30 minutes. So, Zach, I want to hear your thoughts and what you thought about the episode. Because I'm really curious. Because we never really dived or dove into what you thought. Mm-hmm. You just heard um, my comments from text. <clears throat> so, I just want to address some things first before I get into to my things. Just to uh, kind of, because it's on the mind now because you've said them. So, mm-hmm. as far as the end credit with Scarlet Witch and the Dark Hold and there was another version of Scarlet Witch who was making tea. Um, I felt it was the reverse. I felt it was Scarlet Witch was present reading the Dark Hold and then like a another figment of her is walking around sort of like Dr. Manhattan from um, Watchmen being able to do multiple things at the same time. I think fan comparison between the fact that Doctor Strange is asleep when he does it and she's awake when she does it is a complete reach. I do I don't think that's anything. Um but I saw it in reverse. As far as the kids, the boys. As far as the boys, I think the boys are gone. I think once the hex was broken and things kind of went back, the boys have disappeared. I don't think we have the boys anymore. Um but I could be wrong. I think with Young Avengers coming hopefully soon, we should see the boys brought back into the picture, but we may not necessarily get the same boys we got from WandaVision. Um, As far as my take on the episode, I thought it was an 8.5. And to be honest, part of your... Not your issue with it, but the fact that it wasn't resolved cleanly, I think is a great thing because that's what's going to lead off to everything else. I think the fact that it wasn't a crystal clear, done, finished sort of situation only means that we have potential to expand on these characters. I mean, you have to, given the fact that we've introduced Monica Rambeau, um, we've kind of really boosted Jimmy Woo's authority presence when we get into um I forgot the name of the comic with Jimmy Woo where he's in charge but he's he becomes an authority figure for for a group later on um I'm gonna have to check the name of that comic and come back to you but his authority becomes a huge part that was introduced Obviously, we get Darcy back and we're trying to figure out what's going to happen with her in the future. White Vision was just reintroduced, which is going to be fantastic moving forward. And we finally get the name. We get what Scarlet Witch. We get our Scarlet Witch that we've been waiting for, which I'm still hoping will then open up the floodgates for possible X-Men entries. Um Things that I didn't like about the episode, I thought the Ralph Boner joke was dead. That wasn't... Oh my god, that, that was, was horrible. I, I don't want to say it was horrible, but it was horrible. It was... It, it was a waste. It was a waste. And and it would have been better if Ralph did have some sort of great significance. Um, And obviously bringing back f- fake Pietro was a, was a fun nod to kind of troll with us, but the fact they didn't turn out to be anything more than a gag was kind of upsetting. I thought, 
the ship of Theseus bit with Vision and White Vision was a very interesting dynamic <laughs> um, that caused me to think a lot about, you know, who's real and who's not. I definitely needed the... Um, I definitely needed the ending, the finalization to understand how Wanda created everything, how she created the hex, how she created vision, how, what led her to those points. I definitely still think it was a great character study in uh, Wanda's grief, but I don't think I, I here's my hypothesis. I don't think WandaVision is the strongest show in the mm -hmm. Disney Plus lineup. I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier is the stronger show. Interesting. And we'll still have to see how Loki comes through because I think that's probably going to be the most dynamic show. But I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier was supposed to be the most, the strongest show because of where it sat. It was going to be the Disney Plus opener to these shows, these Marvel TV shows. Yeah. And I think given that Disney would have wanted to kind of punch us in the gut with something really, really good and then present us with something that was a little more on the outskirts, but still pretty good and interesting. And then hopefully kind of captivate us with Loki even more. So I'm hoping that the cash cow is Falcon and the Winter Soldier, that it is amazing. Um, and I also think with the high rating and with um, with the amount of work that's gone into that, that show, I think it poses something interesting. But I think WandaVision did what it was supposed to, which was to open up the floodgates for more interesting and dynamic ideas. And I'm really into where... Marvel is going with this as far as the choice in directors. Um, obviously, we'll see how um, Chloe Zhao's The Eternals or Eternals comes out. Um, They've been praising it, to be honest. In the future. And that's something that people have seen all over Twitter was that Kevin Feige said that her idea was the best idea he's ever heard for Eternals. And the fact that she just won Best Director, I mean, that that truly intrigues me. The fact that they got a female for a Marvel film to direct is something that always right. that interests me at first. But the fact that she also just won for Nomadland for Best Director, I and they won Best Film, mm -hmm. I'm definitely more intrigued. And I think it's, as sad as it is, it's going to bring more awareness to the film because a lot of people have been kind of like oh eternals like what is that like i've been asked so many times in the past year since we've heard of this film they started filming in late 2019 um and they were going into the beginning of 2020 and people were asking me like what's eternals about and i said genuinely like i don't know like i've done my youtube research i've done my google research i kind of know i like i know i'm more caught up with it but there's so many still there's so many rumors still going around about it that we could see a young Thanos, that we could see this, because he technically is a, an Eternal. Like, he's a mm -hmm. Celestial, isn't he? Celestial. His brother, uh, Star Fox, who is, we might see, um, I think he's an, I think he's... Well, I know, I know the, I know there's a, a race of beings who, I believe, the... Um, 
In the creation of the universe, there were a variety of races of beings. So there were gods, there were humans, and there were um, Eternals. And the Eternals escaped and moved to Titan, I believe. And that's Thanos' home world. He's a member of the Eternals. So it would make sense that, because the Eternals are a race of beings. So it would make sense for Thanos to be an Eternal. Because we have the Eternals and then we have the Celestials. Right, and so, the Celestials are different to the Eternals, though. If I remember correctly. Um, but anyway, so back to your original statement about all these Disney Plus shows. Um, I, I actually do really agree with you. I think WandaVision was supposed to be more of a of how people deal with grief. How Wanda's dealing with the loss of her brother, her parents, and now the love of her life. Um, the last episode... Or no, the second to last, where we learned about how she created Westview. Looking back at it, I do think of how beautiful it was because we see how she creates everything. We see how her grief actually escalates and creates a whole new vision, creates a whole, literally like a visionary world that she wants to live in because that's what her perfect world is. Going into the finale, I think they did her justice with her grief. Um... I think we're not done with her grief yet. I think we'll still see it going forward. I think at this point she'll do whatever it takes to get white vision back to quote-unquote regular vision. I think we'll see her not believe that her kids weren't actually real. I think she'll try and get them back as well, and that's how she'll create a multiverse. Um, But again, those are just theories on my end. So... I don't know. Like, this show really opened up so many floodgates. This show is what everyone believed would open the multiverse. They thought this show was going to have so many more th- so many more characters. I'm so happy, genuinely, that we did not get Magneto. I think Magneto would have taken away from um, Wanda and her story. And even people were saying, yeah, Luke Skywalker showing up. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, Luke Skywalker showing up at the end of Mandalorian Season 2. He took, he's like, it was a good, it was a good surprise, yes, mm-hmm. but he took away from the story, is what I've been told. That's what everyone's talking about, is Luke Skywalker. They're not talking about, but that's, but that's what I, I've I felt, heard. I felt the Luke Skywalker thing wasn't necessary. Okay. I mean, as and far as, as think... far as, as far as, yes, it would have been great. The whole idea of somebody was coming to get. Grogu and when you place um, that in the timeline Luke Skywalker sounds like a great character play but when I saw it I was like I really didn't need this I would have been better off if it was somebody unheard of that I had on unhe- I didn't know or you know a different Jedi in yeah completely and I would have still bought into the idea of it I just didn't think it was effective because I think with Star Wars, there's been so much, you know, reclaiming of old characters that is now just very boring. It's like we're just dipping in the same pool of characters now, you know. So, but I don't mo- going say- back to, to yeah. WandaVision. Um, I don't want to say that's how I would have felt with Doctor Strange coming in, but I feel like he was the most stereotypical character to make an appearance, which he was, other than Magneto. And I think with 
Doctor Strange, it would have had to have been the perfect entrance. It would have had to have made sense. It would have had to have not taken away from Wanda's story. I would have preferred it to be an after credit, but I'm happy he didn't come in because it saves room for how she enters into his film. It saves room for more of a storyline. Okay, where was he? Where... Well, Jack Schaefer says that, you know, it was just the way the cookie crumbled. It, the plan yeah. was to eventually get Doctor Strange into WandaVision, but they just couldn't do it for a variety of different reasons. She she didn't go into the different reasons why, but she was like, you know, it just ended up like this is this is what we got. So we're just rolling with it. So um, I think Which maybe I think the potential... I think it ended beautifully. I think the potential was obviously always there, but I think at the end of the day, I think maybe even even Jack Schaefer and Matt Shackman realized at the end of the day, this is really about Wanda and that's what we're exploring. Yeah. And so let's just keep it the way it is rather than introduce new characters. I think with Magneto though, Magneto would have been perfect, but Magneto's hard because once you bring Magneto in, you have to talk about Wanda's duality being both a mutant and an Avenger. And I think mm-hmm. that's where Marvel's not ready yet for that. I would say and give I, it at I, least I, a couple years. I, yeah, give it a couple of years for them to really brew the stories and figure out how it how it's gonna go in because the MCU varies from the Marvel canon comics. Yes. In in a in a variety of different ways. Some are huge departures and some are very close. And so because of that, you're not essentially getting the same character that you've read about. You're getting someone kind of different, but that's what's exciting about it. So I can only hope that in a few years we will get, you know, X-Men and and talk about Wanda. And obviously I think after this series, they're going to want to keep Elizabeth Olsen in that role for as long as humanly possible. Oh, yeah. So... Absolutely. I think it looks good for the future moving forward. Um, I think she wants to stay in that role as long as possible. She always, um, at the Infinity War junket, she even mentioned, she goes, please keep please keep bringing me back. Like, I think she loves, I think anyone loves having a character that they can rely on to play. Um, but she plays it so well, to be honest. Like, I love how she flips back and forth between her accents, between going incognito, and she pulls off the red hair. She pulls off the brown hair. I think. Well, I think it's got more to do with the fact that Wonder Wonder Maximoff, Scarlet Witch, is such a deep character. There are many layers to her, and not only that, but her love for Vision is so true that it opens the floodgates for a variety of different ways to play her. And I think with all the trauma in her life, leading up to that point and going forward you have essentially a great character to kind of interweave and pick things out of. And so I think for any actor, you're telling me I have a character who has a traumatic past who turns into one of the greatest superheroes ever. And and thinking about all that we can do with VFX and CGI and we can make the unimaginable imaginable. Oh, imagine what like, they'll do with her in the next exactly, like, five that's years. What, I think that's what's exciting for her. I think she's like, oh... Are you telling me there's all this potential for this character? Yeah, keep me on if you can. I'd love to continue doing this. 
I wouldn't be surprised, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I wouldn't be surprised if, um, considering now, I mean, we do have her background. We have her parents. We have um, Well, Pedro, we don't. But, I, I, but that, th- so that's where I'm leading with this. Just hear me out. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if in the next, when they do decide to bring the X-Men in, if they throw in, like, if they throw in a curveball and say, um, Magneto comes in and we don't know it's him. I always think these characters are just going to pop up out of nowhere. Um, and they say, oh, just so you know, you're adopted. Like, they throw that curveball, and then they say, okay, like, I gave you up. Or, I like, I'm, I'm making shit up, obviously, but they, he says, oh, I gave you up because I didn't want you to grow up in this world. Or, But, like, it doesn't, that wouldn't make sense because of how she did get her powers, how she did get the, her ability to be the Scarlet Witch. But... I wouldn't be surprised if they th- did throw a curveball because they want to go with the Magneto as her father storyline in the next few years when they do bring in the X-Men at one point. I'm just trying to instigate how they'll actually bring out the storyline. I mean, knowing them, it'll probably be something cheesy or it'll be something really outrageous that we didn't think about it. Mm. What do you think? Because do you think, or I should rephrase this, do you think they'll bring in the storyline of Magneto being her father when they do introduce the X-Men? Or do you think they'll just kind of write it off and not go into that storyline? See, that's the thing with Marvel, Marvel, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. They can go either personally, way. Personally, what I think, I would love for them to do the Magneto timeline with with magneto being her biological father i would, so they would have to throw in some kind of nice curveball and explain how not necessarily i mean they not, pretty much I already mean, explained how she did get her abilities because not unless it's different in the comics because because the fox material doesn't need to be followed they just trolled us with fox pietro so the the fox material really doesn't matter and as far as people talking about oh like yes i will i will admit i thought michael fassbender would be an incredible in addition to this series if we were going to go down the magneto pipeline but based on what they did to pietro based on how they they played with pietro leads me to assume that they're going to recast the whole thing. And then when oh, they do finally play the Magneto card, it would be, be warranted. Multiverse. It would make sense. Mm-hmm. It would play well because they're already thinking about it now moving forward. I think whenever do think X-Men that- does come in, they will have a plan by then. So this is my next, this is my next statement slash question. Do you think, because now you got me thinking, um, so now that the multiverse is obviously inevitable, do you think they'll pull a new Magneto out and he'll say, okay, you're my daughter in this, on this earth. They'll, they'll kind of claim, cause you know how, like, I feel like they're just going to say it, every earth is like a different reality. Mm-hmm. So say if this Magneto's on earth, like 82, he says, oh, on my earth, 82, Scarlet Witch, you're my daughter. Do you think that they'll pull something like that out? Or do you think that they're going to try and bring Michael Fassbender back? No, I don't think they have to do either. That's what okay. I'm saying. I think they okay. could continue with Earth 616. 
this current universe that we're in and reboot X-Men how they want to with a new Wolverine, a new Magneto, a new Professor Xavier, new everything. And then just say, these are the people. This is it. This is the X-Men moving forward. This is this is where we're at. Because we have a... Because think about, like, we had a whole timeline with Incredible Hulk was going to start a whole timeline moving forward. Yeah. There's still that material. Incredible Hulk is still MCU canon. So... And we still got Thunderbolt. We yes, I'm saying so. We still have to play those pieces, and I think that's what's happening now. We have Liv Tyler it, coming back too, and that's what I think they're doing is they're looking back at past material that they had or that they that had the potential to kind of fill this storyline, and thinking, how do we bring these pieces back now that we have access to all of this material to this IP? What do we bring back? What do we throw away? I think, given the, I don't want to say mediocre because that's not the not a true word, but given 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 the limited success of the X Men prequels, I don't think Disney's a company is thinking let's bring these individuals back, regardless You're of let's bring back the how X Men characters. I don't know. I'm not even thinking that either. I'm thinking let's wipe the slate clean and start completely from scratch. But that would I be think, the same thing with the Fantastic Four characters. Which is Let's what they're going to clean. do. They're going to wipe it clean and start from scratch. I think that's the plan is X-Men and Fantastic Four and Daredevil and everything. Everything else Let's, that does not belong to them. They're like, let's wipe it clean and start again. Now that we have Charlie Cox as Daredevil moving into Spider-Man 3, the potential is if we do get a Daredevil movie, we already have our Daredevil. I think well, that's Jessica where they're Jones, moving Jones, they forward. do want to bring back because I think she was very popular amongst right. everyone. So, um, but again, that's the Marvel you. material. That's not Fox material. So everything that's Fox related, I think they're just like, yeah, we have the right to it, but we're not going to use it as far as our timeline. We're going to redo it and do it our way. That's what I think is going to happen. No, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with, as long as they introduce them in, not even a unique way, but as long as we get them in such like a slick, like nice, like, I don't want them just to come into a movie, which most of them have, but I feel like if they were to come in at the end of a, a film and just be like, oh, I'm Reed Richards, like I always come back to at the end of Black Panther 2, all I want is a, I'm Doctor Doom, or I'm, or Victor Doom, and I'm Reed Richards, like something like that's, I think that makes you... the most sense than than anything. Yeah. I think I don't think it's gonna be a, a big shablam because even Thanos wasn't a big shablam. Thanos was over three separate films. We got little snippets with him, and he was, a and little, then we he was finally an got him. Everyone, right? Yeah. And then we finally that's got him, and want... we're like, oh, that's what I think is gonna happen. I think I hope I hope what a ter- okay. I don't. Here's my hypothesis. Hypothesis. Okay. Eternals will signal Galactus. That's what I think. Okay. Yeah, that's. I think if we in Eternals we get Galactus, <laughs> then I for then I already know where Fantastic Four is is coming. I mean, we run we know where Fantastic Four is coming, but I think that's the signal. Is if we get Galactus in Eternals, my mind's gonna explode and I'm already on the train. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. So. That's what I, I think's gonna happen. Honestly, anytime, whenever Galactus is being brought in, well, <laughs> the first we're person talking... I'm texting, Silver Surfer, anyone. 
But we're talking with the Eternals being being a a, a a race of humanoids that were created in the beginning of time as as some of the first instances but of humans. So we have celestials already. I also don't want your hopes to get no. Brought up I, the thing is, I'm not. Up. I'm I'm not gonna get my hopes up. I'm not getting my hopes up because when we think of Eternals, you're already thinking Galactus with Gaia. So you already have to go there. It's the only logical step completely. If you were to think about it, you would have to go with Galactus being someone coming down the pipeline. As far as Galactus being linked to the X-Men, in Marvel's eyes, maybe that's a reach. But I don't think Galactus is a reach. I think we could get a snippet of Galactus and then I'm still going to go crazy because it does point towards Fantastic Four. And we already have a Fantastic Four project coming soon, so it would make sense. I I agree. I think that's a good move. Um, We'll have to wait and see. Eternals comes out this November, I believe. And then we do get Spider-Man. Um, I'm going to say I do think Galactus is a huge, huge reach for them. Or a huge reach for Marvel. Um, I think anything is possible at this point. I just don't know. Because now, like, I had my hopes up so much with WandaVision. I was so... I don't want to say I was let down. But I definitely shouldn't have theorized as much as I did. And now I'm trying not to. I know, I know. Don't give me that face. But you have to realize where I was coming from with hearing that she's going to be in the multiverse movie with Doctor Strange or his film. So, of course, that's where my mind goes straight to. Um, But any more thoughts, any final thoughts on WandaVision's finale? Um... No, I just think overall a fantastic piece of television. I think if if you take the blinders off and you're not looking for fan theories and, and what could potentially happen and blah, 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 WandaVision is a fantastic series by itself. I think more people should get into it from that baseline. And in fact, I have a friend who has been watching it and is now going back to watch some of the Marvel movies that kind of coincide with WandaVision to get more context. So I think it's a great kind of um, starter into the MCU. So, yeah, I don't have anything Um, else to talk about. I'll I'll piggyback off that and just say I agree. I think going into it, I really, really wish I didn't theorize as much as I did. Um, The only thing I really was hoping for was Doctor Strange, but, you know... The show is amazing by itself. It really does show um, the pain someone's going through with depression and grief. And it really shows how strong women can be through all the losses that they are faced. Um, I think Elizabeth Olsen's acting, I know we've kind of battled on this one, but Elizabeth Olsen's acting was top notch for this. I think she really brought her A game. I'm interested to see what she does in the future. I'm interested to see how she goes forward with her um, Scarlet Witch character. I know that it's something that she's talked about in interviews. Um, the show overall was amazing. I would, I've would i recommended it to everyone. I can't wait to see the, the next future, uh, which we, we have Falcon and Winter Soldier on our discussion tonight. Um, but that's pretty much it for WandaVision. Um, going on to Zack Snyder's Justice League. So last episode we discussed the trailer... And now we are discussing the leak. Um, 
You what? are the DC. The actual. <laughs> what happened? Um. What happened? Somebody is getting fired right now for this boo-boo. Who did this? (laughs) Who did this? Okay, Okay, explain it because I have so much. Should I explain it? Okay, because I'm like hype right now. My energy is out the roof. You're the DC man. So, we are all hyped as hell for this new Justice League film coming out, right? Anticipation has been building. It's building. It's been building, right? So then, if you don't know, Tom and Jerry got released, I think, last week. And somebody at HBO decided it was a good idea, or maybe they didn't, but somehow managed to get the last hour and a half from the Justice League to play in the Tom and Jerry spot. So when kids and families logged into HBO to watch Tom and Jerry... They got the final hour and a half of the Justice League. Now, I've gone in and I've seen that there are a bunch of people who went ahead and saw the last hour and a half and they said it's freaking amazing. So that's incredible just to know that the... Wait, it's the last hour and a half that got leaked towards the first? The last hour and a half of Justice League got leaked in the Tom and Jerry spot. I thought it was the first hour and a half. I heard it was a last. So people said oh that it's God. fantastic what they saw. But the f- how do you mess that up is my thing. It's like, so, when, it's not why. It's like somebody <laughs> must have put the wrong file up. in the wrong place. How do you do that is my thing. I'm still so trying to figure it out. So I'll say, um, okay. Long story short, so when I I go on Twitter around, I think, 4 p.m. Eastern time, and all of a sudden, I just see tweets. Just tweets from our bloggers saying, um, Zack Snyder's Justice League got leaked. And I thought it was a joke. And then I keep looking, and I just see the same screenshot with directed by Zack Snyder. And I think that, okay, so that is what made me think it was the beginning. But I guess it was the, like, the credits? Um, I don't know. I texted, you were the first person I texted when I got home because at that point it was already done. But I thought that the leak was just online. Like it was just a, a link to the leak. And then apparently I, I learned, I learned about my an bad. hour later. It's the, it's the first hour. You're right. It's okay. my bad. I yeah. heard lost. So. But when I, go on, first hour when I go on Twitter, apparently everyone said that when you open up Tom and Jerry, you're not getting Tom and Jerry, you're getting Justice League. And I was like, oh, mama, no, someone's losing their job today. Oh, no. I felt bad because whoever did that really messed up. And I don't think that they really said anything. I don't think Zack Snyder said anything, really. But um, I think it's hysterical because if you think about it, Zack, the trailer for... DC fandom got leaked five hours ahead of time. So I think that they're just leaking everything. I think it, someone... They literally be, leaked everything. If you think it, about it. It might be, but also remember the fact that this was supposed to be a episodic series at first. 
So it could be that maybe the plan was that we were going to get the first episode sometime after Tom and Jerry are close to and they didn't so change maybe the timings or something. Maybe nobody took off the could, first half. Could be that. It could be the fact that somebody put it in the wrong slot. It could be with the technology got rewired somehow. Could you imagine that being in that room is, and they're just like, you were, you're the reason why Snyder but, cut got leaked. But also, I think for some people feel like this was purposeful, purposeful that they leaked on purpose to generate fanfare about it coming forward. But my thing and to is, show people, hey, it's actually pretty good. Right. What you've been but, hyping up is good. But why would you do that when you already know the potential for this thing is already high? This comes out on a, on what day again? This 18th? I think it's a Thursday it comes out. It comes out that Thursday. Shoot, I think I it's a have Thursday. to cancel my plans. Let me see. But why? Why would you that? I don't get the business side of it of that. March eighteenth, it comes out. So Thursday. Which so are you I actually watching it that Thursday? Oh yeah, I'm watching it. Hell yeah, okay, so. I'm watching it. So we're gonna have to do a special episode Friday night. Yeah. I will give yeah, you a Friday night episode. To... That's how much I love you. I'm going to give you a Friday night to... episode to talk about it fresh off of the... Because by the time we both finish it, if I get home at like 6 o'clock, I'm not finishing it till 10. Oh, after work, I'm headed to my friend's house and we're watching it. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to wait because I know there's going to be spoilers. After work, I'm watching it. I'm sorry. That is happening. But back... Okay, so back to the leak. Um... I couldn't tell you if this was purposeful or not. I, I mean, we would have... Honestly, if it was on accident, don't you think we would have heard about a firing already? Don't you think that someone at Warner Brothers would have leaked that the person who did it would have been fired? Well, but I don't think that would have been something that was public knowledge. I don't think Warner Brothers are going to be like, today we fired yeah, Aaron but- Johnson for, for accidentally leaking Justice League. I don't think we're going to get an official statement know. from them. You know what I mean? Um... But, yeah, I think a firing would have I been I don't think this was anyway. purposeful, considering considering that they did leak the trailer five hours ahead of time at Fandom. Like, that, I don't I, have any, I don't have anything for this. I don't think it was purposeful, but I also, I also don't understand how it happened. It's... It, it, <laughs> they switch the tapes and they go go and then they and then they're like sitting there on their phone they're like oh shit did i accidentally switch the cds to me it sounds like you know when you schedule a tweet yeah to me that's what it sounds like it sounds like there's like this calendar and it's scheduled to put zach shadow's justice league was supposed to release at this day at this time and they forgot but also like how come it it was in the Tom and Jerry movie. So when you play Tom and Jerry, the first also, hour and a half of Justice League plays? What? But also, why didn't anyone take it down after the after literally the first 10 minutes when it was online? It was it was str- literally like, what's it called? Streaming? Not streaming. It was yeah. the well, highlight they, of Twitter. So how I did it they not get to? That's to. my thing. It took them an hour to take it down. Literally over an hour. I think they were hour. trying to. 
I think they were trying to, but when you have so many people logged into the same account now to watch the first hour and a half of Justice League, and then you already have the parents and kids who are trying to watch Tom and Jerry, okay. you know, you have too many people online that you to take it down. So I think I they were trying this. to. Because you said, when I asked you about it, you said you were waiting until the actual date. I thought about it in terms of if someone had released Infinity War or Endgame literally a week ahead of time um i wouldn't have watched it either to be honest i would have wanted to wait for the theater for the full experience and i know this should be released in theaters but if it were going to i would still say the same thing i would want to wait for the theatrical release to get the full-on experience to get the full-on surround sound so yeah, I mean, I'm waiting. I'm, I'm still, genuinely, I will say I'm more curious now than I have been because I have seen, like, they've released more clips. There's a very, oh, there's a very crisp and amazing HD, like, oh, I can't even explain it, of Stephen Wolf. Yeah. And it's, there's, there, I think you've seen the, the clip mm-hmm. from HBO Max that they released, the little snippet trailer. Um, mm-hmm. Looks absolutely amazing and obviously there's a new scene that's released with it where i i like there's just so much into that scene when i watched on twitter um i think it's gonna be amazing to be honest i think we're gonna get something that snyder wanted released (laughs) the four hours and the one minute still kills me to this day but um is there anything else that you want to say about the snyder cut leak before we move on A boo-boo. A huge boo-boo. A blunder. How... They have to explain how that happened. They have to explain how that happened. It kind of just went away. Did you realize that? How does that that happen? It just kind of, like... It just went away. See, now I want to watch Tom and Jerry. (laughs) They could have done it for that, too, to be honest. What? No, but think... I couldn't imagine... Being a parent on a Friday night. They're like, okay, go watch Tom and Jerry and, in an hour in. They're and like, shit. Me, me my, my significant other, and my children <laughs> are gathered around <laughs> to watch a movie <laughs> on a Friday night. And I'm like, you know what's safe? Tom and Jerry. You're I used like- to watch it as a kid. You used to watch it as a kid. Let's just throw Tom and Jerry on. I mean, it's probably going to suck, but the kids are going to love it. I didn't know Turn Batman was now in Tom and Jerry. <laughs> I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine that. It's like me you're and the like, wife like, like, what? <laughs> what? No, no, no. <laughs> you're like, this? I didn't know Batman got casted in this. <laughs> you're like, this is some epic Tom and Jerry. They keep watching. It's like... Oh, is that? And is that Dark Side? Why? Why is Dark Side in the Tom and Jerry movie? It's like, where's where's Tom? Where's Jerry? Oh no! Well, no, there's a Batman. There's Exit. a Wonder Woman. It's like, what the heck? Oh, I this is gonna. You see a I'm bold Lex Luthor, and you're like, oh, they're really. This is a very dark Tom and Jerry movie. Where are they going with this? Bold Jesse Eisenberg? (laughs) What? Stupid. (laughs) And then Ben Affleck shows up. (laughs) 
You're like, oh, is he is he Tom's new master? <laughs> wow. <laughs> you have not done a terrible accent of mine on this podcast yet. That was uh, <laughs> that was a lot. Uh, <laughs> um, any more final thoughts on the Snyder leak? Snyder no. cut leak. That's just All right. incredible. <laughs> and then so our final one is on um Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um so I read something on Twitter. I'm gonna word for word read this because I'm fascinated. Um they are saying Oh actually no, and then there was one more thing I wanted to bring up, but Falcon Winter Soldier. They're saying the creator of the show has said that there could be even more theories emerging for this show than there were for WandaVision. And that scares the shit out of me because I can't lose more money. I can't keep giving you I didn't even think about that. That was not what came to mind. I'm going to be honest, completely honest. I was not thinking about bets. No, that's just, what came to mind. I was literally thinking about what I said earlier about how I think this is the stronger series in the pantheon of disney plus marvel series but that's hilarious no because zach i'm gonna tell you right now and i we can document it on this episode falcon winter soldier i am not making any theories on this show 100 (laughs) percent i will not from this forward from this time on make any theories i don't I want to say, I don't think that there can be any theories going into the show, but I know my ass and I know next Friday comes around and I'm going to be texting you like, okay, I have a theory that this is going to happen, that this person's going to come in or Sam's going to do that. I, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm trying so hard to just enjoy a Marvel show without having to theorize everything. Is it going to be episodic, episodic or is it going to be just one time binge? situation for this show mm-hmm. i'm gonna do episodic so each episode think, i think you think it's gonna be each week they're gonna release a new episode or do you think they're they just already gonna, said that is that what he told us it's gonna be yeah. episodic i, yeah, it's gonna I, be I missed that episode it's gonna be 45 minute episodes this is the longer this show and low-key i think are both 45 minutes and this one's only six episodes mm-hmm Compared to WandaVision. And I want to say, low-key, we don't know how many episodes are in it yet. But, I think, I couldn't even tell you, if I even if I made up a theory for the show, I couldn't even tell you what it would be. Because I don't even know. I don't know what the show's going to lead in. It's going to obviously lead into Black Widow, I think. I don't know. This is me theorizing. I'm stopping. I don't think so. <laughs> um, but I'm excited. Do you have any hopes or anything for this show? Hopes? No. Um, I think it's going to be good off the bat. I think we're going to get... This is not me theorizing. But I do think every episode will be action-packed. I think we're going to go behind... They've already told us exact kind of what we're getting. We're going to get Sam's... You're you're literally theorizing. You are, you are I'm literally done. theorizing <laughs> what this show is going to be about. Okay. Go ahead. 
I'm done. I'm just saying, I think I think the success of One Division came from when people just let it be what it was. I think just let it be what it's going to be. Enjoy it for what it is. Um, it's another piece Don't of content. Don't think too much into it. Yeah, it's another piece of content from a marvelous year and a half that we finally get something. Oh yeah, something good. So marvelous. No, I agree. I think so. that it's it's amazing in general to get these Marvel shows out finally since the pandemic hit and they had to pause because of COVID. So I think it's it's amazing to finally get shows back to back um we have a week break right now but next week starts falcon and winter soldier and then shortly after that in i believe it's june or may no may we get black widow that's still releasing and then june we'll get loki so i'm gonna be excited to have another marvel show on um zach you've voiced your opinion many times you think falcon and winter soldier is gonna be its strongest show um which i agree i think falcon and winter soldier will be the a very strong Marvel show. I think Loki will be dynamic. Um, there is actually one thing I did want to bring up. And it was just interesting because... So, Discussing Film did tweet out today, mm-hmm. and I sent it to you. Avatar is getting a surprise re-release in China on Friday. If the film grosses at least $7.4 million, it will pass Avengers Endgame. Stop it. And once again, become the highest grossing film of all time. So this is my question, and each of us are going to answer it. Do you think it'll surpass Endgame in China alone? Yes. Yes. Okay. Is that a question? It is a question. I just asked it. Yes. I'm going to say no. I'm gonna say it's not gonna it's not gonna surpass. So you're telling me a movie in movie theaters mm-hmm. like Avatar with the potential for them to upscale it because of the technology that they have would not surpass just from the sheer fact of just the event of finally being able to go to the movie theaters safely? You don't think it would <laughs> surpass Avengers? And China having how many people? Like, China's big. Let's not forget. China's I big. I understand. I understand. There's a lot of people in China. Or I understand it geographically, not demographically. And, sure, and I'm pretty sure one, uh, Avatar was a huge smash in China the first time. I'm, I'm going to say no. How far off is Avatar from Endgame? I will tell you right now. Like I how don't m- think millions I don't off? think it's that much. I think it's I really don't think it's that much. If they have to pass it by seven million, it's it's about there. Um Okay. Oh yeah, it's about seven point four. Um, Avengers seven point four two. million, and you don't think Avengers, Avengers Endgame is two billion seven hundred two. No, I'm so sorry. Yeah, two billion, two billion seven hundred ninety-seven million eight hundred thousand in the numbers, and then Avatar is two billion seven hundred ninety million 
and 439. So it would have to surpass 7.4 and change. And you don't think that's going to happen in China? Genuinely? I don't think so. What are you doing? I'm trying to see the population of China. That's what I want to know. I'm being optimistic. I don't want anything to surpass Avengers Endgame. Of course you don't. (laughs) I can make an estimate of how much it could make. If it doesn't surpass, how about that? China has 1.3 billion people. Yeah, but are all 1.3 billion people going to go watch the freaking Avatar movie this weekend? No, but you're asking for 7.4 million? Remember, a billion's more than a million. I understand. I understand that. <laughs> it's fact of math. Zach? Okay. If it doesn't Seriously? surpass... Oh my gosh. I will make a box office prediction right now. If it does surpass and if it doesn't surpass. And we'll see how close I get. Because I miss doing this. Um, are you ready? Okay. Okay. If it doesn't surpass 7.4 million... I don't know why, but I keep seeing I keep seeing the number five. So I think if it doesn't surpass seven, go ahead. Avatar was a two hundred and six million dollar hit in China when it released in two thousand and ten, and we're asking for seven point four million. <laughs> and you don't think hardcore Avatar fans are gonna go back and rewatch this film just because they know they could? Take a hot spot from, from Endgame? You don't think? You're mad. I think James Cameron is just a sore loser, to be You're honest. Mad. You're mad. <laughs> You're crazy. You're crazy. You're crazy. You do know Avatar has a huge fan following, right? I understand. Okay. I'm going to make two predictions. And we're going to see which one it's closest to. Okay. Zachary? I'm listening to you. I just... I, okay. I no, I understand. Hard to believe. So if it... If it does surpass Endgame, I'm going to say that this weekend, Avatar in China makes 15 million. At least 15.5 million. If it surpasses. If it doesn't surpass, I'm going to say it's going to make at least 5, five million. Yeah, you're nice. It has a sequel in 2022. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Think about, okay, business. Let's look business, right? Let's just talk business for a second. For a second. (laughs) You and I made a movie six years ago. Or, Mm -hmm. or, you know, let's just say for the sake of it, right? We made a movie six years ago. We have another movie, the sequel to that six-year-old movie coming out in a year. And what we do to drum up support for the next movie, and just because we know we got hardcore fans, is we re-release that old movie a year before the new movie comes out. Dude, that's in, that's such genius marketing. That's in, that's so good. And think about this, right? But in one country? And you, yeah. That has 1.3 billion people in it. 
All I'm saying is Russo <sighs> Brothers better re-release Endgame in a theater or some... It's I would Disney not be surprised material. if the... I wouldn't it's be surprised Disney if Disney material. Endgame and they made it a competition. I wouldn't be surprised. They freaking did that with Avatar. They did this already with Avatar. They did it in America. They literally re-released Avatar for a weekend the summer after Endgame came out and they were trying to surpass Endgame and it didn't work and they did it in the United States and in China. They did it in both and it still did not surpass. And you have less than 7.4 million and you don't think with a year before the movie comes out that they couldn't get... You're saying yes, and I'm saying no. We'll but see. But we're talking. We'll, we're we'll talking see. about a world that's been deprived of movies, and you're bringing re-bringing back one of the the second highest grossing movie of all it. time. And you I'm don't think seven point four <laughs> million is a reachable number? I'm not saying it can't do it. I'm I'm personally just saying I don't want it to do it. I don't want it to surpass seven point four million. I like having a Marvel film on top. That's me being me. I feel like James Cameron You're... has something else up his sleeve. James think... Cameron is, yes, he's been, yes, I agree. Uh, I completely, 1,000% no. agree with you. I think he's, he's like drumming something up and then next year he's going to say, That's not okay. what I'm saying. Okay. I'm saying I think he has extra scenes that he didn't get to put into the first version that he Maybe. probably is going to put into the re-release. We'll probably find out sooner or later there's something new with this. Because, like, if, if I'm thinking about from your perspective, right, yeah, I can understand what you're saying. You're thinking if it's the same film that we've seen before, it has been released, re-released once, we're re-releasing it a second time, and it's the same material, there's no... You're probably going to get maybe 5 million. You're probably not going to reach the 7.4 million. I agree with that. However, I think there's a potential that he's probably got other scenes he's adding to it, something else, or maybe he's been able to upscale it to IMAX footage or something, something different. It has to be something different that he's really But don't you think he would have announced China. that? Going, it, okay, so with that being said, if it had been announced beforehand okay he james cameron is re-releasing avatar into theaters with un, unseen scenes from the first film then i would say okay it's a good possibility but the fact that it hasn't been announced yet just means i think he's just really re-releasing into theaters because it's something to get the box office rolling it's something to get box office numbers back up in china and then i wouldn't be surprised if they almost did the same thing here which they pretty much are already i think you're i think you're underestimating the impact of COVID in this situation. No, I'm not, I, I understand where it's coming from. I'm just, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, I think you're underestimating the impact of COVID because I'm saying for a year, we haven't been able to go to movies, go to the movies. And you're telling me that this is going to be the first <laughs> movie China's bringing back to the public, right? As a re-release of an already high-grossing film out there. I'm not saying it's going to not make a, a, a lot of money. That has a huge fan following in china i understand already and we're talking about 7.4 million at the box office and you don't think that's possible i honestly oh it's not that you don't think it's possible i'm sorry it's that you don't want it to happen which then makes me believe do i think it could happen under the surface you truly think it could happen and i think that's why you're scared i think it could happen I think it could happen. I don't want it to happen. That's why I'm saying no, oh it's not going to happen. What are we arguing about? Yes, the question, <laughs> also the question is yes. 
No, I don't. I'm saying no because I have to argue <sighs> against you. <laughs> That's Answer the question is yes. <laughs> we will see. We will see. I'm not making any bets anymore because I, I can't lose against you anymore. I've already lost 20 to 30 bucks oh at this point gosh. and two Marvel discussions. So what more can I lose? And we have our freaking Hercules bet coming up expiring soon so oh yeah well, you said <laughs> april or you said march i said i said april first is that april april first I, I still have three weeks for anyone who doesn't remember what I, we're talking about i have made a bet with zach we didn't put anything on it but i we made a bet that there would be hercules we didn't we didn't <laughs> <laughs> People go back and listen to the episodes and tell us what we did or didn't. Um, I don't believe her right now. I'm sure we did. I'm sure we did, but I don't I'm believe. I'm sure her right we now. did too. I don't remember what it was though. It was probably money. Um, probably ten dollars again. Um, but we made a bet that we would hear of casting news by April first. It could be anyone in the cast, and I'm praying that we at least get like a little like gesture one, and then I'll be happy. <laughs> Just a one and two, and I'm like Zach casting. Um, but directors, writers don't count. Producers don't count. So, sh- whatever. Um, <clears throat> but any more final thoughts on anything we've talked about so far? Anything we talked about in the episode at all? Seven point four million <laughs> out of one point three billion people. That's an average be- movie. Do you know, how, you know what I mean? That is, that is such an... That's an average for a first weekend, though, Zach. A first weekend, a good number is 30 million. Average for a first million. weekend is 7.4 million? No, an average for a first weekend of a new release, like a... If this were releasing for the first time over the weekend, I would tell you, absolutely. This is going to make 80 million, not even. It's going to make 200 million opening weekend. But as a re-release for something that's been out... That was released in 2008? I don't know. I can't tell you. I know as a moviegoer for myself, if they ha- if they tell me this could surpass Endgame, I would say, okay, I'm going to wait and just rewatch it at home. Yeah, but you have an agenda. <laughs> so of course you're going to do that. Okay? But you're release- re-releasing it in a... In a- in a country right. that has a huge respect for that film. We will see. A huge fandom that is there for that film. And we're talking about 7.4 million being the difference. If this makes 7.5 million, I'm going to literally and consider scream. And considering the fact that there was a guy who saw Captain Marvel 50 times. Okay? So you don't think these people are going to go back and rewatch the same film that they've seen before to see it in... In a movie theater that they haven't been able to go to for a year? I saw Divergent six times. <laughs> and you don't think there are people like you who love Avatar that much that they've been hoping to see again in the theater and, and watch it again? I saw Endgame three times in the theater. Plus people who want Avatar to be the top grossing film as well who are going to rewatch. And then I bet you if Avatar does well... 
Disney's gonna re-release Avengers Endgame again <laughs> to compete again with its own material. Oh wait, because we're you know what? <laughs> That's what's gonna you, happen. You know what? I really hope Avatar surpasses Endgame. So that way Disney re-releases Endgame and I can go watch it ten They're times. They're both in the owned by Disney. <laughs> but one is Marvel and the other one is Universal. It's still different. It's still a different umbrella. It's still a different tier. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I don't. Ma- I never said I made sense, Zach. I never said this in our friendship. This, this is the death of film. <laughs> of re-releasing. Okay. Projects. So my my final thought on this. I do hope that Avatar does well this weekend. I really do. I hope that it it does well enough that James Cameron comes back and markets it for the next five films he has coming out in the next 10 years. I hope that they get the numbers they want and that they market, because Avatar 2 has been wanting, they've been wanting to release Avatar 2 for five years now. So I hope that this puts him in a good marketing strategy and I hope that the Avatar sequels do well. That's only, that's my final thought on everything. It's all yours now. Seven point four million. When you have one point three billion people, that's not a lot. That's not a lot. That's just not a lot. With rewatches and everything, that's just not a lot. And we're talking about the first, possibly the first movie back in movie theaters too. That's not it's a not lot. The first movie theater. But it's not the first movie back. That's not a lot. And even and even if. And even if it was on Disney Plus and it was just streaming, it would probably still earn the same amount. Like, I think it's underestimated how loyal Avatar fans are of the Avatar movie. And with it and with the excitement of a new one on the way, people are gonna re-watch the first one to figure out, okay, was this movie good? One, two, what's this story? Because I'm going to go see the second one because I have to know. And then three, we don't know what they're going to do with it. Whether they can rehash the, the, the CGI in it, whether they can make things better because they've had a decade to look at it again and figure out what worked, what didn't from this film. And it's both Disney and you're... <sighs> Whatever, man. I... I think it's gonna do. It's gonna thrash that seven point four. It may be by mere margins, and maybe by like two hundred and fifty thousand, but I, I think it's gonna beat that a record. Uh, and, and if it does, I, and the reason why is because you know Marvel had to redo with Endgame to get it to beat Avatar in the first place. So I think that it's it's gonna beat it, honestly. And if it does, I will still be supportive of it. I will still be supportive of Avatar. You a damn lie. No, I'm not. 
I'm being genuine. I would definitely be, I would be happy. I would be happy that they're you would getting not back be in the happy. marketing. You would not be happy. You know why you would right, be happy? All right, I'm trying to be genuine. You're not being genuine. That's why I'm I am. You I'm out. saying I would definitely be, I would be happy for James Cameron. I'd be happy for Avatar because they are trying to get people back into the swing of things. But you know what? That's my final thought. Any final thoughts on anything? Anything we talked about? This, this, my co-host was hollering <laughs> and screaming about Endgame beating <laughs> Avengers the first time. So I have no remorse at this point. I, we're, we're mortal enemies at this point with this release. <laughs> I don't believe a word she is saying to me. And that's how I'm I end I'm saying I would be happy. Okay. No, nope, don't believe a word you're saying. <laughs> anyway, that was... Another episode of TWSS with Zach and Nicole. See you guys next time. <laughs>